Now, joining us is, God, it's one of my cricketing heroes this is, and I'm so pleased to welcome to 98 Not Out, Mr. Alan Lamb. How are you, Alan? Hi, Darren. So, Alan, um, what, are you, what are you doing uh, in this glorious weather? Uh, just giving the, the lawn a bit of, um, uh, a bit of water. <laughs> I've never had you down as a groundsman. Let's let's start off um, now. Obviously, Alan, you were one of the key members of that, or the famous England sides of the nineteen eighties. You had a, a really good long run in uh, in that team, and you, you played amongst some absolute legends, um, Ian Botham, Mike Gatting, and Gower. Um, that must have been a great time to play for England. You got good memories of those days. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, that was a, a great bunch of guys. I mean. You know, if you you think the late eighties um, and to early nineties, first was was sort of Gower and then Gatting and then Gooch. You know, so um, you had some you had some fairly uh, big characters in that side with yeah. Botham and Gower, um, and then you know before that was uh, Bob Willis, who was who was my first captain, was brilliant, and yeah. then um, you know. Uh, a lot of guys had, uh, had, had sort of a both had a big ego, you know, but but a great guy, and that's how he played his cricket, a little bit like Viv Richards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, characters, and uh, it seemed that cricket in those days, Test cricket, um, it seemed a more relaxed place to be. You know, I look at it now, and it seems to be so uptight, and the, the, the players are under so much, you know, restriction and shackles. But you guys seem to be definitely having a laugh and enjoying yourselves. Uh, well, you know, you know, the big thing we were. We were probably lucky. Um, it only really came in late. Was was the sort of uh, mobile phones yeah. and and sort of um, uh, feature writers, you know. Otherwise, the play. Uh, otherwise, all the writers were proper cricket writers that came out and had a drink with you. Mm. Um, so they got to know the game and and they knew exactly what. And then all of a sudden. They couldn't really write. We didn't want to go out with them because uh, the, their editors were saying they want a feature, want to know what the people are up to and that type of stuff. So um, we, we were lucky because we, we, we missed, you know, we got it only at the tail end. Um, but, you know, listen, we played the game hard in the field and enjoyed ourselves off. Well, wasn't there a famous mobile phone story with you and Dickie Bird and Beefy? Uh, with, with, with Dickie, yeah. I mean, that. <laughs> That was with one of those old big sort of uh, <laughs> mobile phones, which you know you, you plugged into your car. <laughs> had a special adapter. I mean, they were so large, and uh, that's when I took the phone out to to, to Batty, and both of them said, "You better take this phone out with you," um, because uh, we he had a horse that was running, and um, I, I said to him, "I can't go and take this phone. It's too big. I can't even get it in my pocket." He said, "You take it out, and we'll phone you and give you the result." I was, oh, Anyway, I took it out, and uh, as I was going to the to the, the striker's end, I walked towards Dickie. He said, what do you want? Uh, he, he said, you're at the other end. I said, yeah, I know, but I need to just have a quick word with you. And as he came close, I dropped um, I dropped a big phone into his pocket. You know those umpires have those big pockets? Yeah, he nearly yeah. collapsed. I said, just take a message. There's a call coming, Dickie. He absolutely shat himself. <laughs> um, and uh, he went behind the wicket and that. And there was Waka Yunus was about to steam in. And Both had timed the bloody phone to go off just as Waka Yunus was approaching the wicket. Well, and 
and he hit the button, and as the phone went off, Dickie shot his arms out, nearly decapitated. <laughs> so you can imagine the, the media and everyone going, oh, well, what's wrong with Dickie and everything like that. I mean, I looked up at the... I looked up at the um, the players' box. They all on the balcony at Old Trafford, pissing themselves. You know, so we, we Would you mind it's a live show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's another story actually. Which, uh, Nasser Hussein of all people was was telling. Uh, I was at a dinner once, and Nasser was talking uh, about his his Test debut at uh, Sabina Park in 1990. And who is uh, that? Nasser Hussein. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's he's walking out to the middle, and he tells a story of a, a, a screaming hot day, uh, a wicket that looked like it was laid with glass. It was so shiny and hard, um, and a very relaxed Alan Lamb is in the middle on his way to a very famous century, um, and he talks about the what it was like to do that, and you know, ten thousand noisy Jamaicans and Malcolm Marshall at the end of his run up smiling at him, and. Um, that was that was an I mean, as well as it being an occasion for Nas, that was that was an occasion for you because, as I said, there was you scored a really decent hundred that day in quite well, intimidating well, yeah. circumstances. Well, yeah, I mean that was uh, that 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 was the first time we had ever beaten the West Indies in, in Jamaica. Yeah. Um, so you know, um, but I mean, I I can recall a Test match there, which I I would say mm, I I had my heart ticking. I I was I was on edge. I was a I, I was thinking I could get seriously injured, yeah. Mm. And and that was, I think, everyone was the same. I mean, for Peter Willie to say that, that's something, you know, he yeah. didn't care for anything, you know. And it was when they got Matthew, pa when they got um, Patrick Patterson, um, he came in, uh, replaced, I don't know who was, someone was injured. Anyway, they still had Marshall, Patterson, Garner, uh, and and um, holding or something, yeah. so they um, he came in and no one had seen him, and he absolutely was lethal. And we played on a really dodgy wicket, you know. Like, I mean, Gower sort of fended one off his nose, hit the shoulder of the bat, and went for six over <laughs> over third man. Um, and uh, just the pace, I mean, and and the wicket was uneven. We had Greg Thomas playing. Um, and remember old Greg, the old fiery mm. Welshman? Yeah. And, um, and Greg bowled rapidly that day, even though, I mean, it was uneven wicket and whatever. And we bowled the West Indies up for 300, and we thought we'd done really well. And, yeah. and Viv Richards still says that was probably the quickest white man he had played on a yeah. wicket <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know, even, even against Tomo, you know. You, you liked playing against the West yeah, Indies, Yeah, on, on that wicket. And... Uh, and we thought, well, we've got a chance here, you know, 300. Well, let me tell you, we didn't get to 300 in <laughs> two innings. <laughs> was, that, was that from, um, you know, learning your, learning your cricketing craft in South Africa? Because um, that was a real good schooling for, for fast bowling back in those yeah, days. Yeah, listen, we, we were playing many test matches before I came to England. Um, Curry Cup, you know, we had Proctors and Rices and Pollocks and... You know all those those quick bowlers, um, and and we played against them. So it was survival. You know when you came in as an eighteen or seventeen year old, you had to survive, and you had to be a little bit sort of, you know, don't take any crap from anyone, and you know show who was sort of boss there. Yeah. Because otherwise they just took you out. Yeah. So in that sort of sense, when I played against the West Indies, yeah, it did help uh, because I'd already played against these guys. 
But, you know, going back to that, that wicket, I mean, we got bowled out for 140 and... Uh, 100 and, yeah, I think for 140 and 145. We didn't, we didn't bat again. And I think I, I got a 49 or, or 51, I think it was, and Peter Willey got a 60. Or, they were both worth like 150 on that yeah. wicket. Um, and, and there was no television. I wish, you know, because if... Yeah. You remember that wicket where um, England, they called it off? Uh, That's England right. We had Dean Headley last past. week. He was telling Let me us about tell it. you, that wicket wasn't anything. That, <laughs> I mean, that was, that was slow. This it, was lethal. Really lethal. And there was not one television camera there. Mm. Yeah. Alan, you, you liked playing against the West Indies, though, didn't you? Six of your test centuries were against them. Yeah, I mean, listen, I just happened to be like that. I mean... Um, I always wanted to get runs against them. You know, they were the best side in the world from the 80s right through to the 90s. And, uh, um, you know, it, it, was, it was probably when, when they came over. I think um, I was sort of, I started in 82, 83, right? And then they came over 84. Um, and there was sort of press was saying, well, you know, he won't be able to play against the quick bowlers and that. And um, and then, um, you know, it was something I had to prove to them, you know. So uh, I want to make sure that I got runs and said, hey, I can play a bit. Through your, through your test career with England um, in, in the 80s and the 90s, you did have a good uh, record of scoring hundreds um, when others around you were struggling a bit. I mean, Brett just said about your hundreds against the West Indies, but um, you also got hundreds against um, Australia, for example, when... Uh, things weren't going quite so well. How did it feel uh, just sort of batting when, when it, it's difficult, when your teammates are letting you down and the, the opposition are trying to get on top of you like that? But you're yeah, well, listen, there. you, there's not much you can do, really, if, uh, if the other guys are not scoring. You know, you've got to just carry on and try and get enough runs for the team, and you're playing for the team, really. Yeah. So you don't really, you know, if, if others can't, don't contribute, that's it, you know. But our, our job was to try to get as many runs on, on the board and enough runs for the bowlers to bowl. And, and that was our whole thing. Apart from England, you had a long career with Northamptonshire. Uh, you won the Gillette Cup uh, and you went really close in the county championship in 1995, I think it was. Um, uh, 94, I think. Yeah, 94. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, what happened was... Um, our chairman, our late chairman, Northampton's never won the, the, the county championship, and, and that's something I wanted to do. And, and those last, when I finished playing test cricket, so 93 onwards, um, I, I, I was totally committed to Northampton. And, um, you know, we were in the top, top four mm. for, for, those, for all those years. And, and, and then we um, came very close, and then... Uh, Middlesex and and I think Sussex didn't play ball right at the end um, in drawn games. They didn't give us a chance. But um, and then Warwickshire because we beat Warwickshire and who Warwickshire won it. And and then Warwickshire I think Kent set them a target and and that's how they pipped us. But um, going back to the start of that season, we we used to have um, Kirtley Ambrose. Yeah. And, and Kirtley Ambrose um, was playing for the West Indies. That. Yeah, and so we had to find someone else to replace him, and I, I thought we had enough bowlers, you know, seamers, and and could get. But we wanted that we needed a good spinner, and uh, I I had played against him 
uh, and Malcombe, and I, I wanted <laughs> to just see from uh, from Sunny Kavaska and Azradin, and I said to them, you know, how do you think, you know, Anil will go? He said, no, as long as you've got a great silly point and a, and a short leg, he'll get plenty, because he doesn't spin the ball, everyone's playing for the spin, and they're mainly all just googlies at his bowling or top spinners mm. and um, we did that and, and he's the last one who got 100 wickets and then yeah, we yeah. came very close to winning. It's a good point because county, the county championship in those days is very different to what it's like now because as you say you had these guys like you know, Anil Kumble, Kirtley Ambrose you had Greenwich at Hampshire Somerset you'd have had Viv Richards and Joel Garner yeah. um, it was a very different county championship to what it is these days, um, would you think? Yeah, yeah, totally. I think, um, you know, you, you played against the best. Now, your overseas players are very mediocre that come and, uh, you know, I mean, you know, Northampton have been very lucky. I mean, we've had some great overseas players, um, you know, in Jason the Haydens, um, the two Aussies, Hayden and uh, the other left-hander, what's his name, um, Hussey. Um, you know, Kirtley, Ambrose, Cumbly, um, you know, Baptiste we had, uh, you know, so Dennis Lilly for a while. Um, so we were very lucky. We And then Mushtag Mahamad and Bishan Beatty, Safraz. So, you know, that's, we play, I played with some great players. Yeah. Kapil Dev was another one who came. But so um, I think uh, that's what the, the gloss of county cricket is now. They, they don't really get to play. Uh, against um, the test players anymore. Alan, going back to the start of your career, how, how difficult was it to come over, to make that decision to come and play county cricket in England and then go on to play for England? Well, not really. I mean, I, I came over um, and uh, when we arrived, yeah, we, they knew my parents, both parents had uh, born uh, in England. So, I mean, they said if you qualify for four years, You've got a chance, if you perform, you've got a chance of playing for England. Um, and I took that option up straight away because I couldn't see. We, we had had demonstration, demonstrations in South Africa and, you know, about the apartheid and, mm. you know, we should be playing with anyone we want to play with, black, white, yellow, pink, whatever. Yeah. And, and that's what it was. And so we used to have stand-ins, but I couldn't see it changing. You know, as long as Nelson Mandela was still locked up, there was, nothing was going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, he only got out in the 90s. That was the right decision I did. Yeah. yeah proved right, wasn't it? My sources tell me that it nearly wasn't cricket for you, that you could have been a, a half-decent fly-half for rugby. <laughs> yeah, listen, give me rugby any day. I'll go watch rugby. <laughs> I mean, I love the game. And, uh, you know, I have a travel business now, and um, we've been out. We take people on rugby tours, you know, all sporting tours, rugby. We've been out to the World Cup um, in Japan. We're going to be taking a big party out to uh, the Lions, mm. uh, which is amazing. Where well, I've done about three or three trips or something to the Lions. But, yeah, no, it's just because at school we played both um, rugby and cricket. And, uh, and um, I sort of favoured the rugby. I mean, I still played cricket and did well. Um, and if it hadn't been professional cricket, I would have probably still played, you know, rugby, probably ahead of the cricket. Um, and, you know, I, I ended up playing with some some famous players, you know, H.O. de Villiers and Mornay Duplessis and mm. these type of guys. So, um, yeah, they always say that I, I probably would have made it uh, playing rugby at, at Fly Centre. 
And you've got a decent team at Northampton, uh, Northampton these days as well. Yeah, I mean they've got a they've got a nice side. They're building up. Oh, Boyd, the New Zealanders doing a doing a great job, um, and they've had some great players come through um, at, at the Saints, which is which is great fun. Now, we always ask uh, legends on the show, and you are a legend. Uh, best players that you played with, and the best ones you played against. Who are your best? Um, I, I would say bowling front. I mean, there's so many great bowlers, but someone just stands out for me as Malcolm Marshall. Yeah. Um, on the, on the batting side, I mean, um, I, I played against greats and, and truly, really greats. But Bill Richards to me was incredible, but not far behind him. And Don Bradman said it was the best player I'd ever seen was Barry Richards, which yeah. I both played yeah. against. But I played a lot against Bill, so. Um, Viv would be probably the, the best. I mean, just his arrogance and, and <laughs> the way he just attacked people and dis decimated attacks and that type of stuff. So, um, and then um, uh, Abdul Qadir as a spinner. Yeah. Uh, you know, I never played Warney and, you know, all those guys, but uh, um, I think Abdul Qadir, the Pakistan leg spinner, was, was amazing. And, and your colleagues, who were the best that you played with in those um, Colleagues, well, I mean, you got Gower, Botham, Gooch. Um, you know, they they were all great players. Um, uh, Robin Smith, another guy. I mean, I'd live, definitely have him in my team if we had to go to war because he would he had bat for the team um, and he was a great player. It's just unfortunate if you read his book, uh, it was because I'd never realised that uh, he had this problem. You know, um, in in sort of. Um, anxiety and 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 worry and all this type of stuff so um you know we always thought you know what, what what's the problem you know just get on with it you know but now if you come back and in sport it's in sport so you you've, you've got to really be careful yeah. you know not to push the limits you had an excellent book out yourself a few years ago uh, with the fantastic title silence of the lamb yeah <laughs> I think if anyone's listening and hasn't read that, it's uh, it's an excellent read, and I'm sure you can still get it via the the usual outlets. Um, but uh, as you say, these days hospitality and, and and sports travel is is your thing these days. Yeah, hospitality and sports travel. Um, that's what well, what we do. And unfortunately, um, I think this has wiped us out uh, this year, um, um. the virus. And uh, hopefully, that we can get back and and start doing things next year. So. Um, this year is a real disappointment because every, all our events have been cancelled and yeah. we've had to refund people. So it's going to be a real tough year for us to get through it. But uh, you know we'll fight on. We'll urge everyone day. to support you. So it's um, Alan Lamb Associates is where they need to go looking on the website. Yeah, everything will be on our on our website, and um, people who, who want to travel anywhere they can contact us. Brilliant. Brilliant, Alan. Thanks for taking time to join us. A pleasure. Uh, 